0: You are now listening to a special edition of Border to Border and Sports Huddle for Holiday cheering Gear, presented by the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority.
1: Cost the Chiefs an incredible 49-yard touchdown that featured a perfect crossfield lateral from tight end Travis Kelsey to Tony. It does not mean Kansas City's giving up on the receiver, according to Coach Andy Reed An admission today from Reed as well regarding that play. Normally he looks over to the
0: sideline, just gets an okay on that one. He just happened not to, so that would be the coaching point. Make sure you check with the guy on the on the side just to see if you're aligned. I mean, he's not lining up offside on purpose. Listen, he was two inches away from from or an inch from being legal. Like I said, you can argue both sides. but It's uh, for both teams.
1: Reed also defended quarterback Pat Mahomes, who screamed at officials as the game ended. Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels of LSU headlines the headlines rather the AP All-America team. The SEC is the conference with the most first-teamers, with nine.
2: Hey, it's Michelle Smallman coming up Tuesday. I'll tell you why the Chiefs' issues won't be resolved in time for them to make another Super Bowl run. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPN U.
0: You are now listening to a special edition of Border to Border and Sports Huddle for Holiday Cheer and Gear, presented by the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority. Stop by to drop off new sports gear to benefit the Salvation Army Christmas Assistance Program at the new Henrico Sports and Event Center, 11,000 Telegraph Road, near Virginia Center Commons.
3: Sports and Events Center, 11,000 Telegraph Road here, uh, the former Virginia Commons Center area. Uh, we're doing holiday cheering gear, so bring by your new sports equipment, whether it's volleyball, soccer balls, basketballs, footballs, hockey sticks, baseball gloves, lacrosse sticks, all that good stuff. Uh, make sure to stop on by. If you cannot stop by and you are wanting to donate, I'm going to give you the website once again. It is give.virginiasalvationarmy.org backslash team backslash 54724 five. Uh, that's for the people who can't come out here. But we're going to be out here until 6 o'clock. Bob is on his way to World of Beer. He's on his way to the indoor part. He's on his way to his food and his fun. And so uh, you've got me for the next hour. And joining us now here at the table, we've had some wonderful sponsors and wonderful people involved uh, with the city of Richmond. And uh, joining us now, the uh, director of events at Richmond Raceway, Tony Stevens. Tony, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me. It's great to be out here.
3: Uh, it is great to be out here. Obviously, as we do this, it means we're getting closer to the the season and um, the race dates have come out. Are you guys happy about where you are?
4: Yes, we are so excited about our race dates. We have two races um, for 2024. Both are under the stars, so we have night racing back. It's both the fans been asking for, and we were so happy to get the the times and the dates. So um, we have a great lineup for you on Easter weekend. The Toyota 400 you <laughs> Um, we'll be under the lights, like I said. Um, it'll be full of uh, Easter activities. Uh, we plan to uh, thrill you guys. Um, there's some extra sighting um, stuff happening. We won't let the bunny out of the bag, though, on that. We'll wait. But, so but more I, to follow.
3: How much fun is it trying to plan new things for the fans with every race? Because obviously there's some things that, you, that work every time, mm-hmm. and then you're always like, well, let's try this or let's yeah. do this. How fun is it to brainstorm these ideas?
4: It, it's great and it really keeps us relevant in the community. Um, you know, every every race is a learning experience and we get to bring back what's the best. Uh, we get to see uh, what is can be improvement. Uh, we get to go out into our community, like here today, meeting new people and seeing what they really wanna see at the races and then trying to make that happen. Um, it's, a, it's a great team. We have a lot of uh, support locally in the community as well as with NASCAR and we get to see what works at other tracks. Um, and then try and implement that here for our fans.
3: What does it mean? that We've heard from all the different community partners, you know, Parney with the squirrels, uh, Dennis with this building Mm -hmm. that we're near. What does it mean for Richmond Raceway to be a part of this community and have everybody kind of helping each other out like that?
4: Oh, it means the world. You know, Henrico is actually the cradle of American racing. Uh, So we're so happy to have our Henrico partners, especially this facility is amazing. it does so much for sports tourism. And, you know, NASCAR brings a lot of people to Richmond um, for this experience. So there's a lot of economical impact that we can have with this. So having our partners like the Flying Squirrels, like Hen- Henrico Sports Authority here, it all just uh, helps float the boat uh, higher. High tide.
3: Um, so you talk about the races under the lights. How much more special does that make it?
4: Oh, it makes it so much more special. You know, like I said, uh, our fans have been telling us this for the past couple of years. It has been the number one request um, is to please bring back night racing. Um, it just makes it a little bit more exciting. Um, you know, the, the lights are on. It, it feels more um, more like almost intimate that you're right up on the track. Um, and, and especially for this summer, it will be when the sun goes down. So we will not be, you know, under the, the sun. Uh, out there, so we'll get a little bit of break on the on the repeat um, for the sun. What about for so. the
3: drivers? How much more exciting is it for the drivers to be under the lights?
4: Um, I think it's. I think it's a lot more exciting for them. You know, they they race under the lights a lot at other tracks. Um, I think it. It. You know, they have that. They do have a challenge though because we do start off at sunset, uh, so they kind of race into the sunset. And I think that whole transition, um, when it turns from like that sunset golden hour to like the dark, I think that really energizes them. Um, as you, if you'll notice, like, there are no headlights on the race cars. <laughs> so they, they, you know, there are no headlights and there's no brakes. Like, it's, it's the craziest thing if you, like, notice that about race cars. Um, but it's really, really exciting to watch.
3: Um, so there's also a new logo, correct, for the race? Yes. What went into the process of making that? How excited are you to have it? Uh, have you unveiled it yet?
4: Yes, we unveiled okay. it. Um, we unveiled it in November. Um, we are very excited to have a fresh new look, um, you know, here in River City. Um, it is is all about striving for excellence and reaching for the stars, and this new logo really speaks to that. It kind of in, it, it emboldens the, the spirit that we have here in the Commonwealth. There's a lot of imagery that is Commonwealth um, centric to it. Um, and it just it gives it a fresh new look. Um, it, it makes us, like, a little bit more relevant uh, to our community. So, so we're very excited to unveil that. And, you know, the, the facility has a new facelift with a new signage going up and the new logo. So it, it's very exciting. Um, we didn't plan it this way, but there's some stars in that logo. And those kind of speak to racing under the stars. It all kind of, like, came together very nicely. So we're excited about that.
3: What was the process like? I mean, were there, were there rejected ones? Ones? Like uh, or what was it like <laughs> to come up with not not saying bad right, ideas right, but yeah. like obviously were there ones that were close like take us through the process of putting together a new logo
4: yeah so um so NASCAR really uh, uh, spearheaded the uh, the design process and they have an agency of course that they work with but yes there were some ideas that you know didn't make it to didn't make it to the uh, drawing board um, once they were talked about but uh, honestly uh, we did a lot of outreach to our community partners here um, at the very onset of the design process so this this time last year we were reaching out to um, people in the community a lot of our partners that we work with um, to find out what was most important to them about uh, racing in the river city so um, we heard a lot from them a lot of those ideas got incorporated into the new design
3: uh, so when do tickets go on sale for the next races? Tickets
4: are on sale right now at richmondraceway.com. Um, we actually have a holiday offer uh, for a season ticket, uh, so you can go on there and, and grab that. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great Easter bag stu- um, basket stuffer. Um, so we, we encourage you to go get those tickets now. The best seats are available now. Um, you know, the longer you wait, the, the less uh, seating options you have there.
3: And also, obviously, if you're booking tickets for that, hotels as we heard, I mean, you gotta get your Absolutely. hotel reservations and stuff like that now. Yeah,
4: get your hotel. Um, you know, Richmond Region Tourism does a great job at um, listing all the hotels that are available for us. Um, there's a lot of incentive packages out there um, as well. So,
3: last question for you. Uh, sure. Obviously, we're doing these this this um, donations. I didn't stuff. bring
4: a race car. No. No, Brand new race car for the youth. No, that's fine. <laughs> but
3: what did it mean for you, maybe, when you were little, you know, to um, get yeah. stuff like this? Yeah.
4: You know what I always wanted was new roller skates. And uh, I was, you know, <laughs> child of a single mother, so I usually got hand-me-downs. Um, when you get something new, it really lifts you up. It makes you feel equal to and not less than. Um, so you know, people having or um, kids having new items to unwrap, and it's it's a new item. It is for them. It's not a hand-me-down. That really uh, lifts lifts the kids' spirits and makes it what the holiday's all about. You know, it's it's it it helps them um, with their um, enthusiasm for the sport as well as their esteem.
3: Uh, so tell everybody one more time about the website so they can uh, start. Yeah, getting Yeah, um,
4: get your tickets now at richardraceway.com.
3: All right, uh, Tony, thanks so much uh, for uh, joining us. Yeah,
4: thank you for having me.
3: No problem. All that right, is uh, Tony well. Stevens. Oh, we're, we're trying. <laughs> Uh, Tony Stevens, Director of uh, Events at uh, Richmond Ways, Ray. thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us. Thank you. Um, we are here live at the Henrico Sports and Events Center. We'll be here until 6 o'clock, but that doesn't mean you can't uh, stop by or go online, or if for some reason you want to donate some toys, um, we can certainly get in touch with someone at the station, and we can uh, put you in touch with the uh, with the right people here uh, until 6 o'clock. And don't forget, there is still the inaugural sporting event coming up later on tonight uh, here. Uh, it's a uh, women's basketball game game between VCU and Delaware. It's funny because tonight it's a a10 CAA game, but as we mentioned last hour, it'll be a A10 um, uh, Conference USA game uh, coming up in a few years as Delaware makes the jump to the uh, to the FBS level. But obviously, you know, as we said, anything we're trying to target the kids from 10 to 16. Um, so basically, anything uh, uh, sports related is going to be good. And as you heard from all the people who have been on, you know, starting kids young and starting them with um, you know new sporting gear uh, is certainly a way to go when it comes to something like this. So we are certainly uh, appreciative of everybody who um, is here and involved. And uh, yeah, I mean, Greg did it for, for like nine hours and 50 minutes. We're only doing it for three hours. Now, I don't know if I could have survived nine hours and 50 minutes outside. It is getting a little colder, uh, especially after the weather yesterday where we saw uh, rain, wind, thunderstorms, then snow, which it makes complete sense, but whatever. Um, so yeah, we're here until 6 o'clock. We got a couple more sponsors and guests that we will uh, certainly get on the show Uh, let's take a time out catch up a little bit uh, from last hour and uh, we will be back with more holiday cheering gear presented by henrico sports and entertainment authority you're listening to 106.1 espn
5: wondering what's on tap this week just head to our website and to our this week on 106.1 espn richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 106.1 espn home for the dallas cowboys all season is 106.1 espn brought to you by arthur's electric and park and go
3: Welcome back 1061 ESPN, Matt Joseph's here. Ah, oh, we have Listen, all I said Uh to Alan, my new boss, all I said was Christmas music. And so far, perfect job. Lewis back at the studio. Lewis doing a tremendous job as always. Um all I said was just Christmas music. And I said the chipmunks were fine. I said that was the one request, to, you know, I could say that, you know, the one request Greg gave me when I had to pick out the Christmas music was no chipmunks. And I said, I have no request for this year. All you have to do, you can include the chipmunks. They're a holiday legend as much as anybody else. Um, so we did a tremendous job, and it, and it gets in the spirit. And and look, is anybody really a closet Christmas music fan? That's why I didn't understand when Bob said that to me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to, to show it. Christmas music is fantastic. It's just, it's more when you do the Christmas music. So uh, we've done a tremendous job so far. All right. So um, we've got an open segment here. Uh, So let me just bring this up. Um, Everybody who's come up to me, both Parney, Greg, several other people, they're like, what did you have in the Army Navy game over the weekend on Saturday? Which, by the way, like, the irony of us as a society. Is if you think about it, the game itself between Army and Navy is actually a bad game, mostly because it's two teams who know each other. It's two teams that practice against the triple option every day, and so there's not a lot of scoring, there's a lot of running, there's a lot of bad passing. I made the joke uh, on Twitter that it's it's like watching Rutgers play football because Rutgers has the worst group of quarterbacks in, in the in the Power Five, um, but like aesthetically, it's not very pleasing. But what's at stake is is pride and everything, and it's 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 just there's so much surrounding the game. And for those who are not familiar, uh, you know, on my show, we had Tim Murray on Friday. And on Friday, we talked about the over under because it was one of the lowest ever. It was 28, 27 and a half. It was, uh, Parney said he got 27. And so if you were paying attention, uh, Army was up 17 to nine. And, um, there was about like five or six minutes left. And Navy's driving. And Navy's driving down the field. And, And so if you're sitting there with the under, you're, you're nervous. You're, you're going crazy, especially what number you have. Um, And Army stops them on literally the one-inch line with, like, three seconds left. And I think there's still a chance that there shouldn't have been any time left. And they stop them on the one-inch line, and you're like, oh, my God, I I survived. And then you're thinking, wait a second. They're on the one-inch line. What if Army just goes for the safety? It's 17-11. It goes over, or you push, or whatever. Um, And so Army goes and takes a safety and it finishes 17-11. It's just so funny because everybody, I mean, obviously everybody knows I'm the, the gambling guy of everybody, but they all came up to me like, what'd you have in the Army-Navy game? Um, but that was over the weekend. And I love watching the Army-Navy game. I'm very disappointed it was in Boston. Like, Boston doesn't deserve it. Like, let's be honest. Boston doesn't, de- Boston doesn't deserve the Army-Navy game. The Army-Navy game belongs in Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia. That's it. Like, forget about it. Like, nowhere else. Um... But it's it, it's just it's so great to watch the midshipmen and the cadets just going crazy over everything. And it's because they're allowed to go crazy uh, when they go to a football game. But it was uh, a wild game, uh, to say the least. And so now we kind of this is the week that we start getting ready for bowl season. Uh, ODU will be the first one up in the famous toastery bowl as they take on Western Kentucky. And then, of course, you got JMU and Air Force. And as I said, I'm having Coach Robo on the show. We're taping an interview tomorrow before the show and I'll play uh, probably around 3.15 or 3.30 tomorrow. Bob has a uh, player that he's going to have on the show on Wednesday, and we'll certainly take care of all your JMU coverage. Um, I um, Watching some of the interviews with Coach Robo, I think JMU is going to show up. Uh, we keep seeing more and more players enter the transfer portal, but they're all going to play in the game, which I find rather interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, I'm happy for him. Um, you know, obviously you're not here to hear my um, rant about how college athletics in this respect is broken. But um, looking forward to that. Obviously, Liberty's getting ready for Oregon. There's, no, there's been no official word on Bo Nix, but it looks like he's going to play. Um, but I'm excited. I, I am that guy who loves bowl season. Here's the other thing. When you look at college football compared to the NFL, the NFL is just a bad product. Like, let's be completely honest. Yesterday... We had a 3 nothing game in the NFL. We had a 3 nothing game. I mean, it's insane to think that you could play 60 minutes of football and score three points. And it's just, I don't know what you could do, and I don't know if this is just a bad luck year when it comes to injuries in the NFL. Um, but there's just so much bad quarterback play. And I'll be very surprised if it's not Niners-Ravens Super Bowl. Now, obviously, the Dolphins play tonight. Uh, I'm very excited for the Manning cast tonight. The Manning struggle at times with one game. Now they're going to be covering two games tonight because there are two games. One's on ABC, I want to say, and the other one is on ESPN. I'm looking to see if it's um, – uh, I'm looking to see – ooh, here's the guest for tonight. Uh, Nate park who's very funny. He was here in Richmond. Um Last couple of months ago, uh, Will Compton, Taylor Lewan, and uh, Kirk Cousins, which do we really need Kirk Cousins on TV? Like, come on. Uh, I didn't know it was mediocre quarterback night in uh, on the Manning cast. Um, the other thing real quick and, and, and we'll break because we're, we're hoping that schedule have another guest. Um, I laughed last night at the Patrick Mahomes stuff. For several reasons. One, Patrick Mahomes has that southern draw that it sounds like he gargles rocks. And he just doesn't sound – he sounds kind of like, a, like a, a congested Kermit the Frog. And so what, think about that voice kind of complaining. And two, in the post game, and for those who didn't see, Patrick Mahomes threw a pass to, to Travis Kelsey down the field. Travis Kelsey threw a gutsy lateral to Kadarius Toney. And they scored a touchdown, which they thought was going to be the go-ahead touchdown. The Bills were going to be miserable, um, and the, the referee called offsides. And if you watch the like the stationary play, he was offsides. He was he was clearly offsides. He didn't do the thing. You always see with the wide receivers, they point to the referee. The referee is supposed to point back and say you're okay. He never did that, and he was clearly offsides. So it was the right call, but. Patrick Mahomes was going insane over that and he came on and I should have gotten the clip and I didn't get the clip because I didn't think we'd have time to play it. But basically he pointed out, he's like, not only did you deny us the victory, but you also denied Travis Kelsey, who's one of the best, a legacy-making play. And it was just, it was just, he was talking about the historical nature of the play and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Travis Kelsey's making the Hall of Fame in so many different ways. Um, Travis Kelsey's making the Life Hall of Fame. He's making the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the fact that they, they they called that play back, it's not like the play never happened. It's kind of like the Armando-Galaraga perfect game. You know, it, it happened. We saw it. it. We know what it should have been, but it got called back. And it was just so funny to watch Patrick Mahomes complaining about that the, the Chiefs are just not good. They're not as good as they used to be. Um, and so, you, you know, uh, I um, – It was just a bad day in the NFL once again. Just so many bad teams, bad quarterbacks. I mean, listen, 30 seconds on the Eagles. The Eagles are a top-five team in the league and have as many flaws as probably the 10th or 15th ranked team in the league. Um, The Eagles' schedule was insane. I think it finally caught up to them. I think the NFL had it out for the Eagles. Every single team during this stretch had more of a rest advantage than they did. The one time they came off their bye, their opponent came off the bye. This is for a Super Bowl runner-up. Now, as I said, Jalen Hurts has gotten worse. The defense is terrible. They're a very flawed team. But the irony is, in this league nowadays, they're a top five team probably still. Maybe top seven. Um they lost to the Cowboys last night. Here's the thing, Dallas fans, and I know you're listening. Um, I used to go back and forth with one of them uh, who does, uh, who's uh, on another radio station, uh, King Tut, and um, that's congratulations. You won the game. You won the game. Let's see you do it again in January. Let's see you do it again when it matters. Dallas is a very good team, top three in the league. Not gonna, not gonna take anything away from them. But here's the thing, do it when it matters. San Francisco is the best team in the league, and it's not even close. The 49ers are the best team in the league. Uh, I hate to say it because I don't like them. We developed a rivalry with them, but they're the best team in the league. They still got to stay healthy, though. There's, what, four more weeks of the regular season, and then three weeks of the playoffs, and then the extra week before the Super Bowl? If they stay healthy in the next eight weeks, they're going to make the Super Bowl. They'll probably win the Super Bowl. If they have an injury or two? then there'll be something that happens. There's plenty to still go on. I think I saw a stat that only two teams have been eliminated from the playoffs so far and that no one has clinched anything. Now, if the Packers win tonight, I think the 49ers clinch a playoff spot, something like that. But in one respect, it's been a wild season in the NFL. In another respect, it's been a terrible season with way too many backup quarterbacks. Uh, 327-0888, that is the phone number, that is the text line. We are only scheduled, I think, to have one more guest on. Uh, VCU head women's basketball coach Beth O'Boyle, when their bus uh, shows up, she's going to stop by. Um, So we might have some time to slip in a call. uh, If you want to call in and talk about the in-season tournament and the the Lakers showing up in a game that doesn't really matter in the end, we could talk about that. College basketball over the weekend, uh, some interesting results. Uh, involving the state schools and interesting results in general, college football, we could touch on that. Anything that's going on in the sports world, uh, we could certainly do that. Let's uh, take a time out. We are live here at the Henrico Sports and Events Center, 11,000 Telegraph Road, in the former Virginia Common Center, asking for new sports equipment. We're here till 6 o'clock. You're listening to 1061 ESPN. <laughs> Welcome back. 1061 ESPM. Matt Joseph's CRC Perfect. Well done, Louis. This is, I don't know if it was scheduled for this time or what, but, um, the, the chipmunks are a classic. And it's just one of those things that you have to have here on Christmas. Thank you. Well done. Uh, 3270888. That is the phone number. 804 is the area code. Um, We are here live at the Henrico Sports and Events Center, and obviously there's people who are showing up for tonight's basketball game between VCU and Delaware. Uh, Go Rams, uh, obviously, for that one. And um, if you come by and donate, you can come get a a $5 ticket off for the Women's Basketball Championship uh, from March 6th to the 10th. So... Uh, we have that. We'll be here till six o'clock. For those of you who are listening and may want to donate, um, you could go to the website Give, G I V E. And I'm sorry if some of my words seem like I'm slurring a little. I have been out in the cold uh, and my lips are starting to freeze a little. Give, G I V E. dot Virginia Salvation Army dot org, backslash team, backslash five four seven two four five. Um. Okay. Um. So that is uh, what's going on. I was just getting some tips as to what was coming up. So uh, certainly, um, we're going to get ready for that. And um, look, as I said, what we're looking for here is we're basically looking for um, we're basically looking for new sporting equipment. And basically, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to help out um people. Who, uh, you know, kids who don't have a lot of this stuff, um, as they were talking about with regards to the angel tree and things like that. You know, there were a lot of kids younger or older who were getting gifts. And so what we're trying to target here is kids 10 to 16. And basically what's happening here is you've got volleyballs, um, you've got soccer balls, basketball, footballs, hockey sticks, baseball gloves, lacrosse sticks, anything, um, golf clubs. Uh, like if you have like a a mini golf putter, a bowling ball, whatever, like obviously I, I don't think in the history of this event, we've ever seen a bowling ball, right? Mitchell, you've never seen a bowling ball, right? Okay. We've never had a bowling ball. But if you wanted to, you could. And um, so certainly – and it's just so nice because it helps out the kids when they're little. And they they, they go to the distribution center and they see the gifts. And it just – it helps everybody um, when we get closer to the holidays, whether you celebrate Christmas or you celebrate Kwanzaa or you celebrate Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, um, these are tremendous gifts. And it helps you become better than the two people I'm currently watching throw the football back and forth because if you have – this stuff when you're younger you're able to catch the ball unlike these two who are certainly throwing it uh, a football back and forth. Um, all right maybe basketball is your thing more than uh, more than football. Um, so yeah and that's why we're asking for all sorts of stuff like I've even seen people bring basketball nets for their office or for you know your room. I used to have one of those. I was Randolph Childress when I played basketball in my room. I was Randolph Childress, and then I was also Eddie Jones and Aaron McKee, and I was all sorts of – I used to make all sorts of different basketball players that I was in my room. And so you can get that. And, you know, obviously you can help out the Salvation Army. We have a red kettle here, which will certainly be of a help. And um, we have all this stuff that uh, we're just trying to help the kids out. Uh, it's getting closer to the holiday season. We're near a Dick's Sporting Goods. You guys all go to Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever place. And um, – all you have to do is just go pick up a, a ball and uh, bring it here. We'll be here till about six. Or if you want to go to the station, you could do that. Or if you want to go online and, and call the Salvation Army and see where they want you to bring it, you can certainly. Uh, you could certainly do that as well, and uh, we're gonna. As we get closer to the end, we'll thank all of our sponsors and all the people who have stopped by. And it's it's great to see all the people who get involved with something like this. Whether you're a Dennis Bickmeyer or or a Parney or some of the coaches that we've had or or the people that were involved with the Richmond Raceway, just seeing this community be together in something like this is just it just means a lot because obviously there is a lot of different things um, that could be donated. And there's a lot of different things that brings this community together, and certainly charity is one of those things uh, that brings people together. And, uh, you know, everybody. And look, uh, as I said, um, we usually have the Atley Lacrosse team here. Um, they've gone undefeated. Benedict team was here earlier. They're really good. So, like all the teams that have stopped by have had great karma when it comes to this sort of thing. And so that's all that matters is you come by, you feel good about your donations, and um, you stop by and go into the basketball game. VCU in Delaware coming up. There's going to be all sorts of great games here at this place. And as I said, I used to live in this part of town, and I remember what it used to be, and it's so much better with this building here. It's just so much better uh, with this uh, building here and what they're trying to do here. And, you know, as I said, there's some hotels here too. And so what you could do is if you needed to go to an event like this, you go book the hotel room, and you can literally walk over here. You don't even have to change your car. You don't have to literally do anything of that sort. You can go and just walk right over to here um, if you want to do that. Uh, 3270888 is the phone number. That is the text line. 804 is the area code. And here's the other funny thing is we see a lot of people come by who have been here, like, every year. And then all of a sudden, they come by, and we see their kids, and they're really small and everything. And then we see... Uh, them grow as everybody continues to come. It's it's one of those things where I mean, when Greg said eight years ago was when Trevor first came on the radio and seeing eight years later what Trevor is now, it, it's pretty crazy to see. We've seen some people grow. Um, we've seen the kids grow as they've donated um, every year here on the show. Don't forget, uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, we have um, the uh, – Behind the web with Bob Black. He's out at uh, World of Beer. Uh, Coach Mooney his, uh, Coach Mooney and Neil Quinn are the guests uh, for the show today. Uh, Spiders coming off of a, a pair of unfortunate losses uh, away from home. They are off this week with uh, exams. Uh, they are back on the, uh, at home on Saturday. We've got tickets uh, for the game Saturday against uh, Charlotte, if you're interested. And we've got, uh, I think, some tickets for some of the other future games. Spiders have a, are home for quite a while. Uh, as they close out their non-conference slate and then all of a sudden start the A-10 slate, much like VCU, who is also home uh, for quite a while. VCU uh, had the uh, unfortunate loss to uh, Memphis over the weekend. It was a, a close game, and um, we'll hope that both of these teams can play better as we get closer to the uh, the rivalry game uh, coming up here uh, in the, the uh, capital city. And... Um, We are very happy to have our next guest uh, joining us uh, stopping by and uh, certainly we love all of our guests that are here. Uh, this is one of the more important ones because she is the commissioner of the uh, Atlantic 10, uh, Bernadette McGlade. Bernadette, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. I don't think I'm the important one tonight. I think those VCU players are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they haven't stopped by the table here or, or, or anything like that. Uh, just talk about what it means to get involved with something like this. We saw you bring over some, some sporting goods for this.
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, the donation and the, the Toys for Tots, I mean, really critically important. And we're thrilled to death to be partnered with the henrico sports arena and bringing our championship here in march and the fact that we get to be the first division 1 NCAA game in the arena is great and the fact that it's tied in with the holiday season of course we want to be part of it and so you know, I looked at that wagon full of stuff. My staff really went to town. I mean, there's golf and soccer and basketball and football. So a lot of good stuff.
3: Um, just talk about what uh, this building means to you. Obviously, it's brand new, first event here and everything. And um, just talk about what you've seen so far from this arena.
1: Well, we had a chance to do our Women's Basketball Media Day here about a month ago. And the, actually, the floor was just recently finished. So we they weren't able to even have the basketball court down. But we could tell right from that first visit, I mean, It's really a beautiful facility. I mean, the amenities are outstanding. The court itself, the setup for the fans, there's not a bad seat in the house, absolutely. And the back of the house is what the student-athletes see, you know, the locker rooms and and everything. It, It really is a great place, and we're very fortunate. We're happy that we partnered and obviously with VCU committing to bring one of their home games here tonight. Gives us a chance to really um, see what it's like to play a game in here.
3: Yes, and uh, joining us now at the table, uh, one half of that game tonight, VCU versus Delaware. The women's basketball coach of the Rams, Beth O'Boyle. Thanks uh, for joining us. Oh,
2: thanks for having me.
3: Um, what have you seen so far from this uh, from this new arena?
2: You know, it's phenomenal. Just as you know, Commissioner McLeod said. You know, we were here for the media day, and there was such excitement, and it was done. You know, first class, and a lot of credit to the A10 and and the Henrico, you know, sports authority and the arena for what they've. Hey, they've really created. Um, It is a, you know, state-of-the-art facility. Um, You know, it's got a great floor, bringing in the NCAA floor from the Louisville Regional. You know, our players were talking about that. And, you know, we're excited to to be one of the the showcase games, you know, tonight. And, you know, have a great opponent in Delaware. And and really excited for the opportunity to play here.
3: Uh, Obviously, you know, it's a very nice place. We love the Siegel Center. But can you use the fact that we have this building here as a recruiting tool as something that, you know, you could play in?
2: Absolutely. You know, everything is about March Madness. And when you talk about, you know, competing to, to cut down the nets, it's great when you can do it in your backyard. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll bring the Peppas down. We'll, we'll be, uh, you know, not quite driving down Broad Street, but uh, we will be here. And, you know, I think um, just for Richmond to get a part of, you know, all of the exciting things that are happening in women's basketball, um, you know, it's really exciting for us to have the A-10 tournament here.
3: What does it mean to be the, the, the first event here?
2: Yeah, it's very special. I, I mean, you know, you, you get to, to be the first and, and really set the standard. And, you know, our players, you know, walking in here yesterday for practice and then, you know, they're on the court right now. You know, there's, there's a different feeling to it. Um, you know, there's an excitement. Um, but there's also that opportunity to know, Hey, this is where that tournament is going to be played. We want to get used to the nets. We want, you know, to to be in the locker rooms and and on the court. And you know, I think that just helps us prepare for for the tournament in March.
3: Is there something to getting used to a new building and and and, and stuff like that? You mentioned getting used to the nets and things like that. Is it getting used to the sight lines and stuff like that? I
2: don't know. Commissioner McLean probably had the good jump <laughs> shot. She probably could tell you a little bit more, you know, about is it a shooter's gym? But I do. I think the vibe of uh, the arena, you know, the way that. Um, the court sits with the fans so close there really is it feels like your your fans are right um, on in the timeouts with you on the court Um, and every shooter loves to get into a gym and get up shots so uh, for us to be able to play here tonight is is a great opportunity
3: what can you tell us about tonight's opponent delaware
2: Delaware's a really, really balanced, high-tempo scoring team. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at that they have, you know, four double-digit scores and, and they're averaging close to 75 points a game, you know, it's going to be a great test for us defensively uh, to make sure that, you know, we really defend as a team. And then offensively, you know, we're going to have to put up some points. So we need to take care of the ball and, you know, work to get good shots.
3: Your team has passed a lot of tests so far, starting out 8-1. and one. How pleased are you with this start?
2: Yeah, it's really exciting. I think we have a really great group of, you know, players that you know we have new players that have come on and then our players from last year you know spent a summer in the gym and really improved their game and and are healthy Um, that's that's a big piece of it but uh, you know I think there's some really great connections that developed for us off the court you know all summer and and now we're starting to see the benefits of it on the court
3: one more for you coach before we let you go back in Um, just kind of how to balance the holidays with everything (laughs) and like you know letting the girls play obviously but also you know the holidays are coming up
2: yeah you know I twofold for that for us we were just in Puerto Rico for Thanksgiving and, you know, got to have a lot of our families down there and had the opportunity to play in an MTE, which was great. And, you know, I think there's no better feeling to go into Christmas break than, you know, feeling like you're playing your best basketball. Cause you know, right when you come back, it's right into tournament or into conference play. And, you know, I think our players, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to student athletes. They're balancing exams, their games and the holidays. And it's, it is, it's one of the toughest times um, as a player, but uh, I have a lot of respect for, the hard work and the energy that that our players have been putting in
3: well uh, coach good luck tonight and the rest of the season thank you very much all right we'll let her go back in um when you hear about the early success of the rams and obviously you can't play favorites to any of the, the teams in the conference but 8-1 starts, very nice for the conference. Really nice.
1: You know, we, we often say in our coaches' meetings in May, you position yourself for the NCAA tournament to be a, a, considered for an at-large selection in your non-conference. You have to win your non-conference games because we know there's no night off once we get into conference play with the A-10.
3: I've always, I've always joked whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, or anything, in this part, the non-conference part, the whole conference should be rooting for each other. Throw the rivalries aside <laughs> because the better – there are the more better teams in the conference, the more opportunities, as you just said, for at large bids and things like that.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's funny because that goes one step further. Like our staff, we once conference play starts, we we feel like we're the ambassadors to all. We're Switzerland. But in non-conference and in postseason play, we can really, really root for our teams. And so it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's an exciting start to the season.
3: So whether it's women's basketball or men's basketball, when does the lobbying start for at larges? Obviously, March, you know, that's when we start worrying about selections Sunday and things like that but when do you start you know kind of telling the committee hey guess what have you seen what this team's doing
1: right so we already had our first committee call it was Monday of this week um, the committee two people on the committee for both men's and women's meet with every conference commissioner and our, and our basketball staff people so we already had our first call with the NCAA men's basketball committee and talked about the opening and so we're on it we're, we're on it right
3: now. Uh, The men's side of things has had some opportunities to get some solid wins. Uh, What do you think of the start so far for your conference on the men's side?
1: We actually are really in pretty good position. Last year at this time, we only had three teams that were in the top 100 of the net. Right now, we have almost 50%. We have seven of our teams. Uh, There's only three conferences that have uh, more than um, 60 or 70% of their teams with uh, winning percentages, and we're one of the three. And so... You know, um, we've we have some great wins under our belts. Obviously, some heartbreaking losses. Um, that you know, VCU at the Memphis game that was just this past week was was really um, a tough one, and and we lost a really close one to Kentucky and to Houston. And you know, you're talking top five teams in the country there, so. We're, we're poised pretty well right now, we just have to finish it out the last two weeks here.
3: Yeah, for all those uh, heartbreaking losses, a great win over the weekend, St. Joe getting Princeton at home. The Hawks have been a, a, an early surprise so far.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we, we've got, we got LSU, we got Oklahoma State, we got Penn State, certainly getting Villanova and Princeton. Um, you know, they're all really, really key wins that will be reflective in March.
3: Well, Coach, Commissioner, we'll let you uh, get in and and enjoy the uh, game coming up. But uh, thank you so much for your donations and for uh, joining us. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. uh, That is Commissioner Bernadette McGlade of the Atlantic 10. Let's take a timeout. We'll do one final segment. You're listening to 106.1 ESPN. Welcome back. one oh six one ESPN. Matt Joseph's here. Final segment. I don't know how Greg did nine hours and 50 minutes because I've done three hours and I can't feel my toes. Um, <laughs> Dennis Bickmeyer has rejoined us along with Tom Yeager, the, uh, the former CAA commissioner. I'm going to need you, Dennis, to have heated uh, sidewalks
5: <laughs> next year. We can do it. We can do it. We, first of all, we appreciate you being out here and weathering the cold. Um, you know, we had the option of going inside, of course. This guy said but, no. But... Look at this. I mean, being out here, being in the elements, the cold, the atmosphere has been fantastic. So thank you guys very much. Um,
3: Dennis, talk about the, the partnership you have here with Tom and, and how he's kind of helping you out here.
5: Well, the commission I go way back. I, I did a, a short stint in college athletics as well. So and our commissioner of the Big West Conference, Dennis Farrell, and, and Commissioner Yeager were good friends, and that kind of started it all. And, you know, and then coming here to the Richmond area, Tom was already a, an ambassador at the Richmond Raceway. And uh, we kept that program going, and he has just been so helpful. And and then in this new role here at the Sports and Events Center, as I said earlier, I mean, uh, Tom's our, our, our inside guy here on our NCAA bids as we're working on those. And it certainly was a big part of uh, pulling this off with the A-10 uh, for the A-10 Women's Basketball Championship. So I appreciate Commissioner Yeager and his guidance. And I will tell you, he has spent a lot of time in this building Helping this building get to where it is that we're having a, our first women's basketball game tonight.
3: So, Tom, you're going to bring us some big events here then, obviously, right?
0: Well, we hope to. Uh, you know, th- that's the plan. Uh, we have a number of them in the pipeline already and looking at some other NCAA events. Uh, when the Green City building comes on in a couple years uh, and opens up you know, much larger venue, you know, hopefully, here in in Henrico, we'll be able to go from the smaller events with a thousand people to the monster ones with seventeen thousand. So uh, that's a long range plan.
3: What, uh, Dennis? What goes into concerts, comedians, things like that? What goes into bringing them here?
5: Well, uh, timing, routing is a very important. and Having available dates, you know, as you know, these artists like to. Uh, Route right down I-95, you know, as an example. And that's been one of the things, too, as we talk about the bigger building in Green City. You know, a lot of big touring musical acts have passed right by us. Like they'll play D.C. and drive right by us and go play Charlotte. Or they'll play Baltimore and drive by us and go play Raleigh. We, we become a stopping point uh, on that routing, it's, you know, especially when we get the bigger building built. This building can certainly accommodate uh, concerts as well. It just fits a niche at that 4,500 seating capacity. But, um, but again, uh, you know, this building... Green City just a couple miles away. We have a couple of our other sports facilities not far away. We've created kind of this sports tourism corridor right here at 95 and 295.
3: And that obviously helps out with Richmond Region Tourism because obviously as I look at a couple of hotels right over here within walking distance.
5: Yeah, definitely. And then when we have, you know, the commission mentioned special events, you know. The, the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, everything that that's going to bring to the area, other events that we've been on, people will literally fall out of their hotel rooms and be right here. And actually, when those two hotels get built, I keep pointing for those on the radio right over there. Um, There will be a 1,000 hotel rooms within about a mile and a half radius of this building, and that bleeds over into the Hanover line. So we'll have an economic impact over on the Hanover side uh, as well. So this building ended up in a really good spot. It's uh, revitalizing this area as well, excited about what it's going to bring.
3: Uh, well, Dennis, we want to thank you, and obviously Tom Yeager, for having us out here, uh, allowing us to bring Holiday Cheering Gear back, and uh, we thank you for uh, allowing us to be at your venue.
5: Well, thank you, and uh, thanks everyone that, that had a hand in this, and thanks to the community. I, I'm The guys from the University of Richmond men's basketball team, first of all, shout out to those guys for coming out, are loading up the trucks right now, and I'm blown away by the donations, so just... Grateful and thankful to everybody, um, you know, to to be able to to revitalize this and bring it back. Commish, what do you think?
0: Well, same thing. Uh, You know, it's exciting after uh, months and, you know, months and months of walking around here in dust and hard hats and (laughs) two-by-fours to see what the building is tonight. You know, it's a coming-out party. And and we're just so excited about all the events that are going to work their way down here and and find a home in, in RICO.
3: Well, we look forward to continuing our uh, um, partnership with the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority I'm doing a lot more things with you, Dennis.
5: Well, definitely. And, again, it's been a great partnership. And we'll be working with you guys on the 810 Women's Basketball Championship as well and a lot of other events that will be coming in this right. building. So thank you.
0: Yeah, the month later, the and Virginia Hall Sports Hall of Fame Hall is of coming fame. here. And you guys are with us there. And, and uh, you know, Olympic gold medalist, NFL man of the year, World Cup uh, soccer coach. Gold medalist, um, quite a group.
3: Well, uh, we're going to uh, wrap things up here out at uh, the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority, the Henrico Sports and Events Center. I uh, want to thank all of our guests and everybody who was involved. Uh, Dennis, of course, Don Miller and Heather Grubb and everyone at the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority is our holiday cheer and gear presenting sponsor. Jack Berry from Richmond Region Tourism, Parney from the Flying Squirrels, Rebecca Turnbull, Charlene Neiman and the team at uh, Salvation Army, Fielding Crawford and the Atlee High School lacrosse team. Beth O'Boyle, the head coach of the women's basketball team. Of course, Bernard. That McGlade, the A-10 commissioner. Tony Stevens from the Richmond Raceway. Greg Burton. Bob, who is in the air conditioning now, eating free food. Uh, Mitchell, who's here. Scott, who is here. And all the listeners who have stopped by. The Richmond Spiders basketball team. This is going to get them good karma. Uh, coming up on Saturday when they are home against Charlotte, who they're going to win by a lot in that game, the Richmond Spiders are. Uh, so thanks to everybody who has stopped by. And don't forget to go to the Salvation Army website and Keep donating because uh, it can keep making people happy. I'll be back three to four tomorrow, uh, and then Bob will be back from four until six tomorrow. Thanks to Lewis back at the studio as well. Can't forget about him. Back tomorrow. Lothian Turnpike
0: open daily.
3: A duo that's personal.